I'm a divorced single dad, father of five kids. It can be tough raising kids today. Believe me, there are high times and low times. It comes with the territory. But in all my years of parenting, I try to give some good advice. Advice for those parents who are out there willing to listen. My name is Priceman Ray, and welcome to my show. Today, I'm going to be talking about thoughts teenagers wish they could share with their parents. But first, I want to congratulate all the new parents out there. Boy, are you in for the time of your life. This is an exciting time and a great adventure. So cherish every moment. Now, on with the show. So today, like I said, we're going to be talking about thoughts teenagers wish they could share with their parents. And this is very important because when you have kids, you want to have a dialogue of great communication with your children. Because without communication in any relationship, it is probably doomed to fail. And we do not want to fail our children, do we? No, we don't. We want our relationships with our children to be very, very successful and very happy. I mean, I can't imagine not having a good relationship with my kids. It would really break my heart. But sometimes, I'm going to be honest, it does happen. Things don't work out. But we don't give up, do we? I mean, you want it to be a parent, a parent to be, a parent right now, and you want to make sure that communication, that road of dialogue is always there. Because communicating and talking is great when you can talk to your kids and your kids can talk to you. So, <clears throat> let's get started. Thoughts teenagers wish they could share with their parents. I'll probably say, I don't really think you're stupid and ignorant. You know, kids probably feel every time you talk to them, you're talking down to them. It can go in reverse, too. Sometimes kids feel like they can talk any way to you, too. But you really want to make sure your kids understand that you don't think they're stupid and ignorant. I mean, if that's how you feel, try to help them. You know, we all have one kid, probably one or two kids, who at a certain age think they know everything. They think they have all the answers. But in reality, they have no idea what the question is. And that's not a bad thing. Kids are willing to learn. And if they're willing to try to think, and if they can be open-minded and you can open that door in their mind to say, hey, listen, let's try to think a different way. Let's try to tackle this question or this situation differently. Because I don't want you to think that I believe you're stupid and ignorant. Come on, is any child really stupid and ignorant? Children have brains like a sponge. They absorb everything. It is our job, our job as a parent, to help them learn. It is our job as a parent to help open their minds. It is our job as a parent to help broaden their minds. And we do not want to fail our children. We don't want to fall short because children are the greatest commodities that the world can have. And we want to make sure that commodity in the future has value because we value and we love our children. This is true because we wanted to have children. We don't want to have children and say, I hate you. I think you're stupid and ignorant. What kind of parent says that to their kid? What kind of parent would honestly say that? You want your kids to be smart. 
intellectual. So if something ever happens, they won't get taken advantage of. So they'll have that kind of sense to say, hey, I'm going to stand up to you. I'm going to stand up for myself because I know I'm not stupid and I know I'm not ignorant. So that's probably a thought teenagers wish they could share with their parents. They don't want you to think they're stupid and ignorant. All kids are going to make mistakes. I mean, that's just part of life. And you, you as a parent, you can't tell me. Never in your life, you've never made a mistake. Because we learn from our mistakes. And your child will learn too. But you got to be there for them. Make sure you are there for your child because your child is going to need you. And they need to know that you do not think they are stupid and ignorant. You know what? I've heard this before. I am no longer a child and I want to make my own decisions. When you have a child, believe me, they, <laughs> there's going to be a time when they say something like this because children look at you and they envy you and they want to be like you. I mean, even if they say they don't, come on, they're growing up. Maybe they think they can be a little better. Who knows? But they don't want to be treated like a child, even though they are. So we have to accommodate them. I'm no longer a child and I want to make my own decisions. So when your child is small, help them make decisions. Say, hey, listen, do you want ice cream? What kind do you want? I'm not even going to pick it for you. Do you want chocolate, strawberry, vanilla, chocolate chip, cookies and cream, spiral, fudge, butterscotch? I mean, there's a whole lot of things to pick from. Make your decision, child, because I love you. And your child is going to say, hey, I'm no longer a child. I'm an adult, but come on. We all know when we have children, they are always going to be our child. When your child is two years old, they're your baby. When your child's 10, what are they? Your baby. When your child's 20, guess what? You're still going to look at them like your little baby. And when they're 30 and 40, guess what? I'm sorry to tell you. They're your baby. They're your child. You love them. But by then, hopefully, you'll say, I know you're not a child. <laughs> and I know you can make your own decisions. Of course, when they get older. But until then, we have to nurture our children. We have to make sure they know we're going to be there. And we're going to have to listen. If they say, I'm no longer a child and I want to make my own decisions. Hey, I'm listening. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. And I want to stand by you and help you. And I believe in you. Children need to hear that. They need to know that you as a parent are listening. That you as a parent are standing by them. That you as a parent will not cut them down and make them feel any less than what they are. They need to know you are in their corner and you will love them. You will abide by them. They need to know that you are going to be there, basically. They need to know you love them. So, the other thing is, I feel good when you ask for my opinion. You need to tell your child that. You know, you need to share that. Thoughts teenagers wish they could share with their parents. I feel good when you ask for my opinion. That's what your kid, <laughs> your kid feels special. They feel good. They want 
you, know, you to ask for their opinion. It makes them feel important. It puts them in the spotlight. It puts them in center stage. And you, as a parent, should be right there in the front row listening to them, making sure they know you are right there attentive, present, and hearing every word they're saying. Because like they say, I feel good, mom and dad. Mom and mom, dad and dad, or just mom or just dad. I feel good when you ask for my opinion. I really do feel good. That's what a kid is thinking. I feel good. I feel great. I feel important. I feel like I matter. I feel special. And when they see that smile on your face, because you know they're growing up, come on, you're going to feel special as well. You're going to feel like you did a great job. You have succeeded as a parent. These are thoughts teenagers wish they could share with their parents, and they should share these with with their parents. Because that's why you're there. You are there to help guide them. I remember remember a story I wanted to write. I don't know if I even wrote it. I wrote so many stories. (laughs) About a giant who used his finger and made all the rivers and the streams in the world. This is a big giant. And he guided the water. Guided it. The water wanted to move. The water wanted to go. Guided it. That's where it went. He guided it, and the water followed. (laughs) You know, when you start to lecture, I stop listening. This is what kids say. When you lecture me, I stop listening. And come on, that's just common sense. Don't you stop listening? If you're being lectured by somebody, your boss, just somebody, random person, you stop listening. You, you, all you hear is womp, 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 womp. <laughs> it's, it's a big turnoff. So try not to lecture your child. Talk to them. Communicate. Don't make them feel like they're stupid or ignorant. Don't do that to your child. Ask for their opinion. Yeah, when you start to lecturing, your child stops listening. So you need to listen to what you're saying. You don't want to send the wrong message. The wrong message is terrible. It's just something you don't want because you want your child to be in your corner. You want your child to know you're listening. You want your child to know that if they do something, you're not going to sit there and start yelling and lecturing a whole monologue, a whole novel, a whole dictionary of negativity. You don't want to be toxic like that. Oh, no. That's a terrible thing. You want your child to listen. But you need to know how to talk, too. Soft, kind, with caring, with love. You make sure your kid knows you love them. That's what you got to do. Appreciation is great. Just remember that I'm not a kid. This is what a kid's thinking. Appreciation is great, but just remember, I'm not a kid. (laughs) So, you know, you don't want to say good boy or good girl or you're finally listening to me, huh? (laughs) No, you don't want to say that. That, That's an immediate prescription for immediate rebellion. You You don't want that. You don't want your kid to feel like you're talking down to him. You're treating him like a tiny kid. Oh, my little man, what a good job. 
and here they are 20 years old. <laughs> that's not that's not good. Hey, I'm probably guilty of that. I have two sons. One's uh, 20. Other's like uh, 16, 17. I say, you're my little man. I don't know when I'm going to stop saying that. Because to me, they'll always be my little man. They'll always be the ones I love. They'll always be the ones I feel like I have to protect and care for. You know why? Because I love my kids. I guess they're going to have to accept just little things on my behalf. So I have to explain to them, hey, I know you have thoughts you wish you could share with your parents and me. But guess what? I have thoughts I want to share with you. I guess it goes both ways. Another thing a child wish they could share is trust is so powerful. You know, when when you show a kid that you trust them, it makes the world, come on. Everybody wants to feel like they're the ones who can be trusted. Trust is, is a big thing. I When I grew up, my parents always told me, if you lie, you cheat. If you cheat, you steal. You gotta be able to trust somebody. You gotta be able to have that trust. I don't even know if there's there's abbreviations for T-R-U-S-T. But trust is a big thing for me. And I'm sure trust is a big thing for you. And trust is a big thing between you and your child that you have or are going to have. You want to be able to trust them. You want to be able to say, hey, I trust you. Here's the car. I trust you. You want to have a small party? Guess what? I trust you kids are really small they're playing on a jungle gym it's a little dangerous but you know what i trust that you won't get out of control you want to keep an eye on them though (laughs) but your kids do want to feel like their trust did and you want to make sure they know you trust them just just don't say it show them somehow you got to show them show them that you trust them build that bond build it because bonds are strong I'm not talking about saving bonds. I'm talking about bonds of family, bonds of blood, bonds of friendship, bonds of trust. Bonds are powerful. You know, when you have your kids and they have friends, one thing is you got to be very careful what you say about their friends. Kids nowadays, they, they just, the, the big word is toxic. Toxic, toxic. You hear that all the time. Toxic. You're, so, you're toxic. This is toxic. But when you speak negative about their friends, they will dislike you. That's that's stuff they wish they could share. You want to know why? Because it seems like now our kids, if, if they go to school, they see their friends more than we do, more than the parents. I mean, parents are working all day, but they're with their friends. Eight hours, sometimes more, they're sitting there on the phone, texting or video chatting or playing video games. They they have a bond with their friends. You want to make sure. But, you know, if you raise your kid right and you can trust them, fine. But, you know, they do want to share. If you speak negatively about my friends, I dislike you. So you want to make sure you can have that line of communication to explain to them, listen. 
I don't want to talk negatively about your friends. So let's just say, here's what, here's how I feel. Can you respect how I feel? I will respect how you feel. Just respect how I feel. And listen, open that line of communications. Communication is the key to every relationship. I say that from the beginning of time to the end. That is key. Another thing is the way kids dress. I have five kids. They all dress differently. And I bet they wish they could share. I dress the way I dress to assert my independence. And sometimes to gain recognition. If you throw a fit because you don't like my style, you're going to have a problem. There's a problem. I know kids nowadays, they, I mean, there's, there's all types of styles. So I'm, I'm not even going to get into it. But we as parents, come on. Are you going to tell me you guys never never tried to, to challenge yourself to be different, to say, hey, I want to dress like this? I went through a lot of phases. I wore a sweater vest for a while. I wore alligator shirts for a while. After college, I wore ripped jeans and T-shirts, a bandana in my jeans, leather coat, popped the earrings in. Jerry Curl. Here was down to my shoulders. But that's what I wanted to do. I was trying to find myself. And uh, let me tell you, tell you a little story. My hair was really long and uh, I wanted to get a job. I was working as a dishwasher and going to school. But I wanted to, to get a different job. And a friend of mine said, why don't you work at the bank? I went to the interview and had my long hair. And I don't think the interview went too good. So I really wanted to work for the bank. So I went to the barber and I told him, shave it all off. Shave off all my hair. The guy couldn't believe it. He said, that's a lot of hair. I said, yeah, but I want to work in a bank. So I got to make some sacrifices. Chopped it off, went back to the bank. A couple days later, I told him, hey, I, I applied for a job here. But I don't think the interview went good the first time. They said, we would have remembered you if you had a came here. So I told them, I was the guy with the really long hair. They said, that was you? <laughs> they looked at me and said, when can you start? It's the way the world is, I guess. Sometimes you just got to change the way you look or adapt. But your kids... You know, they're going to find what they like to dress like, what they want to do, and you got to respect it. They'll find themselves. There are no bad kids. Everybody wants to have their own little style. Everybody's influenced by something. Come on. Don't stagnate a child. Kids need to express themselves. That's a big thing. I mean, another thing is it's much easier to respect you when you respect yourself and others. So you got to respect them. Respect your kids. Make sure they're going to be okay. You know what I notice kids don't like if you ask too many questions. <laughs> I don't like it. Kids say it's so annoying. <laughs> Nobody likes all those questions, you know. But we do have them. You know why we have questions? Because we're parents. We want what's best for our kids. 
And that's just the way it is. And now, it's story time. There are so many things you can see when you look at the world and the people in it, kids especially. I remember years ago, I was walking in the park and a child was sharing their bag of chips with another one who had nothing. I also remember going to the zoo years later to see all the exotic animals. I saw a child feed some birds a whole bunch of seeds and when their bag was empty, another child walked over and gave him some. I noticed in life kids share many things, but one thing they keep close to their heart are their feelings and expressions. It is our job as parents to help our kids open up to us so they feel comfortable talking to us, so we can talk to them without judgment, and they can talk to us without fear. That's what we want at the end of the day, isn't it? To have a great relationship with our children, and our children knowing that they can share whatever they want with us. That's what we want at the end of the day, to have a great relationship with our children and our children knowing that they can share whatever they want with us. I want to thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your family and friends. I hope you leave with something positive. I will see you next time here. And remember this one last bit of advice. Tomorrow is never promised. So don't go to bed angry at your child or anyone you love. And before you go to bed tonight, hug your child and tell them, I will love you forever, Dad. See you next time here on Forever Dad.